Welcome to the Energetic Leveraging Podcast by Tineke Hackford. I love to read the Sarah books to you. They're written by Esther and Jerry Hicks and in these children books they explain in a most simple and beautiful way the teachings of Abraham. Listening will help you understand the foundation of energetic leveraging. Ready for chapter 3? Exciting. So here it goes. Her only awareness as she laid sprawled in front of her school locker on the mud-streaked floor was that her elbow's, elbow was hurting, really hurting. Falling down is always such a shock. It happens so fast. One moment you're upright, moving quickly forward with some very deliberate intention of being in your seat when the final bell rings and the next minute you're lying flat on your back, immobilized, stunned and hurting. And the worst thing in the whole world is to fall down at school where everybody can see you. Sarah looked up into a sea of gleeful looking faces that were grinning, snickering or laughing right out loud. They act like nothing like this has ever happened to them. Once they figured out that there was nothing as exciting as a broken bone or bleeding flesh or a victim writhing in pain, the crowd dissolved and her ghoulish schoolmates went on with their own lives, making their way back to their classrooms. A blue sweatered arm reached down and a hand took hers, pulling her into a sitting position and a girl's voice said, Are you okay? Do you want to stand up? No, Sarah thought. I want to disappear. But since that wasn't likely, and since the crowd had already pretty much dissolved, Sarah smiled weakly, and Ellen helped her to her feet. Sarah had never spoken with Ellen before, but she had seen her in, her, in the hallways. Ellen was too great ahead of Sarah, and she had only been at her school for about a year. Sarah really didn't know much about Ellen, but then that wasn't unusual. Older kids never interacted with younger ones. There was some kind of unwritten code against that. But Ellen always smiled easily, and even though she didn't seem to have many friends and moved about pretty much by herself, she seemed perfectly happy. That may have been why Sarah had noticed her. Sarah was a loner too. She preferred it that way. These floors get so slippery when it's wet outside, Ellen said. I'm surprised more people don't fall down in here. Still, a bit dazed and embarrassed into numbness, Sarah wasn't consciously focused on the words Ellen was speaking, but something about Ellen's offering was making Sarah feel much better. It was a little unsettling for Sarah to find herself so affected by another person. It was truly a rare occasion for her to prefer the words spoken from another to the quiet retreat into her own private thoughts. This felt weird. Thank you, Sarah murmured, as she tried to brush some of the mud from her soiled skirt. I don't think it will look so bad once it dries a bit, Ellen said. And again, 
It wasn't the words that Ellen spoke. They were just normal, everyday words. But it was something else. Something about the way she spoke them. Ellen's calm, clear voice seemed to soothe the sense of tragedy and trauma Sarah had been feeling, and her enormous embarrassment all but vanished, leaving Sarah feeling stronger and better. Oh, it doesn't really matter, Sarah replied. We'd better hurry up, or we'll be late. And as he took her seat, elbow throbbing, clothes muddied, shoelaces untied and her stringy brown hair hanging in her eyes, she felt better than she had ever felt sitting in this chair. It wasn't logical, but it was true. Sarah's walk home from school was different that day. Instead of withdrawing into her own quiet thoughts, noticing not much more than the narrow path in the snow before her, Sarah felt alert and alive. She felt like singing. So she did. Humming a familiar tune, she moved happily down her path, watching others on their way about the small town. As she passed the town's only restaurant, Sarah considered stopping in for an after-school snack. Often a glazed donut or an ice cream cone or a small basket of French fried potatoes was just a thing to temporarily distract Sarah from the long, weary day she had spent in school. I still have all of this week allowance, Sarah thought, standing on the sidewalk in front of the small cafe, considering, but she decided not to as she remembered her mother's often offered words, don't spoil your dinner. Sarah never understood those words because she was already ready to eat if what was offered was good. It was only when dinner didn't look good or, more important, when it didn't smell good that she found excuses to pass it by or at least eat it sparingly. Seems to me like somebody else is the one that spoils it. Sarah grinned to herself as she continued walking home. She really didn't need anything today. Anyway, for today, all was ra really rather well in Sarah's world.